At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Gil Alexander and a numbers game's guessing lines on a Monday with Chrissy Andrews, my mishpucha, going into week 10 of the National Football League. Kelly Bidlin in the house as well. The whole crew. Morning, gentlemen. How you doing? I'm doing good, Gilly. How are you? I'm good. Kelly, you good? I'm good, man. How you doing? Um, I'm I'm fantastic. I could. A little later on the show, by the way, special uh, little little quirk inside of guessing lines. We don't normally do this, but a uh, a numbers game tradition, unlike any other. A political election betting. With Mac Verstandig here mm-hmm. coming up in the middle of the show, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah like so about oh, forty-five minutes from now, we'll stop down. Yeah, uh, with the normal guessing lines procedure, we'll talk some uh, politics because there's still out there some uh, some who like to bet on such things. Again, a politically speaking, have I mentioned that? Yes, I believe I have. Uh, as far as this weekend, how did how was your weekend from behind the book in the National Football League in college? Well, college was okay, not great, but we had a decent day college-wise. Uh, Sunday we had a real good day. But uh, around town, they probably did a little better than we did because we use, you know, we don't juice the threes. A lot of threes showed up yesterday. A lot of threes. A couple of threes I had on the parlay card, on the ties win parlay card, where I just used three. So all you had to do was pick that game and you had a winner. So we got beat a little bit on some parlay cards. Uh, The Tampa Bay game, I used three ties win on the card. What was the other three that fell that I used? Chargers. Chargers. I used three on that game, too. So, uh, 
but you know, you know the Michael Gaunt philosophy. Let's bring a lot of people in. So you know, the, my parlay cards are probably a little more playable than a lot of others around town. I don't even know who else has them anymore. But uh, Michael likes it. We bring a lot of people in, and you know, live by the sword, you die by the sword. So. Something that our buddy Bob DeLuca knows all about. We'll uh, we'll pour out a forty for Bob a little later on the oh, show today as well, man. with his six entries on the uh, Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills. We also have Bob on the show tomorrow, in his own words. What a guy. What a guy. God bless. Yeah. I was yeah. going to tell you today, we, we, you talked to him this morning. I was going to tell you, we should definitely have him on. We should probably give him a day or two, though, before we, <laughs> before we shoot him a text. Bob's okay. Bob's feeling all right. And I'd like to say something about it when we get to the Bills here later on the show. I'd like to, because people are murdering Bob this morning. I don't think that's uh, Come on. entirely the way to go. Everybody's captain hindsight always. Hey, hey. Everybody knows what you should have done Listen, when guys. the results are in. Listen, guys, if you think it's you, if you're still alive and survivor, this just in, it's not. It's, you've managed to avoid the minefield. Let's let's give Bob some grace. We'll get into that when we get to the game. For those who are just tuning in for Guessing Lines for the first time, this is a tribute to the old Stardust show of the same ilk with Roxy Roxborough back in the day. I don't know the lines. Uh, I guess them. Chrissy tells us who he's actually or what he's actually going to put up on the board here behind us at the South Point Hotel. They are not available for betting yet until this show is over. We appreciate that about uh, Chrissy and, and about uh, giving this show its gravitas in that respect. And this has worked out beautifully this year. Seattle comes through again. That was the big one that we loved. Yeah. Uh, Washington was kind of the other one. That worked out. Don't know how that worked out, but it worked out. Um, so we'll do the same process here once again with week number 10. Cannot believe this is the official halfway point of the uh, of the season now through week nine. Kelly, let us begin with Thursday. Thursday night, buckle in. Falcons at Panthers. Falcons at Panthers. Falcons outgained 166 to minus five in the second quarter yesterday against the Chargers. That turned a 10 to nothing lead into a 14 to 10 deficit. Second and two at the Chargers 11, 931 left in the third quarter for Atlanta. Mariota, five yards of Drake London, stripped by Khalil Mack. He returns at 44 yards, but three plays later, Herbert's picked by Richie Grant. Ten plays later, Patterson, Cordero back in the fold, and boy, was that good for Atlanta. He scores from three yards out, 17-14 to 14 Falcons. We fast forward to 9-0-4 left in the game. Chargers down 17-14, third and three at the Atlanta 37. Herbert to Eckler. Looks like he goes for a one-yard loss, but he rolls over the defender, seemingly untouched in the end zone. And for a while there, we think, well, my goodness, what a touchdown for the Chargers. But upon review, elbow down, they settle for a field goal, 17-17. to 17. And now, third and fourth, the Atlanta 22, with 46 seconds left in the game. Do you see this, Chrissy? Falcons have no timeouts left. All the Chargers have to do is set up a field goal. Eckler, rush, hit by Rashawn Evans, fumble, recovered by Taquan Graham. He's rumbling, he's bumbling, he's stumbling, whatever the Berman thing was. He goes 21 yards, and he fumbles for no particular reason. Yes. <laughs> So I just let this, there you go, take the ball. What was that? We're betting on this stuff. Recovered by Matt Filer of the Chargers. Chargers ball, but back at the Atlanta 43 now. By the way, Scott Hansen could not get that right. He was like, well, no, this is what, you know, it was, that's exactly how it happened. Chargers ball, but back at the Atlanta 43 now. Uh, 34 seconds left. One pass. Herbert to Joshua Palmer for 22. They're right back at field goal range. Cameron Dicker, the kicker. 37-yard field goal, first game with the Chargers. He wins it for the Chargers, 20-17. to Mariota ends up 12-23 for 129. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. Uh, Tyler Algier, 10 for 99, in defeat. Patterson, 13 for 44. 13 carries for 44 yards, two touchdowns. But Atlanta loses by three, as we mentioned, to the Chargers. And then there's Carolina. Oh, this is a terrible Thursday night game. Good God. Yeah. They, they trailed 35 to nothing at halftime to the Bengals. <laughs> P.J. Walker, not to be confused with... P.J. Harvey. 
three for ten for nine yards. <laughs> That's not good, right? That's in a half of football. One carry for six yards. The, the Panthers in the first half had one first down, 32 total yards. In other words, they gave up 35 points and had only 32 total yards. Is that good? Cincinnati, meanwhile, had 311 total yards in the first half and 21 first downs. Bengals scored touchdowns on six of their first eight possessions. Mixon killed them for five touchdowns in this game, four carrying, one uh, receiving. Mayfield had to come in for Walker. He was 14 of 20 for 155, two touchdowns, no picks. He was not sacked, but whoop-de-doo. Uh, 30 to 13 disadvantage in first downs, 474 to 228 in total yards difference. Disadvantage, 39-21, 20-39 time of possession disadvantage, and minus three in turnovers. What a stinker of a game. Atlanta minus, I can't make it three, but I'll say minus two and a half on the road at Carolina. Uh, you're dead on. There it's you go. two and a half pretty much everywhere. You know, my power ratings came to two Atlanta, but I saw where uh, Carolina fired two of the coaches this morning. Oh, they did. Paul Pasqualoni, who I can't believe he's still coaching. He's going to be like 90. I think he was their <laughs> offensive line coach. And, uh, and he's the, 126 the, years old. I mean, he coached at Syracuse like 40 years ago. Uh, anyway, and then they, so they find, you know, so I mean, obviously, a lot, and I've said this before on this show, like when I go into these Thursday games, I, I prefer, and it's strictly anecdotal, I don't have numbers behind me, like a veteran quarterback, a veteran coach. Well, I don't really have either one of these here. I guess a little bit more on the side of Atlanta, but the, the whole Carolina thing's in turmoil. But meanwhile, that was a huge game for us yesterday. They bet Carolina like they knew the score. When I was giving Michael gone the games in the morning, he called me like 10 minutes in the game. Well, I guess we don't have to worry about the Carolina game. <laughs> no, yeah. we don't. Uh-uh. Um, he, was, he was present. He knew he was watching. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Loved, he, he loves the sweat. Yeah. You know, I mean, he loves it. Uh, but I told him that was like probably our second biggest game of the morning. You know, a ton of business on Carolina. So anyway, two and a half. My power ratings come to two. Fill out your bingo card. I won't dicker with the two and a half. But this game, I think, might get the three. All right. By the way, uh, dicker the kicker? Yeah. How many teams he's played for so far in his rookie season? How many? Four. This is his fourth team already. Kickers, man. Uh, okay, Sunday from Germany. Seahawks at Bucks. Munich, Germany. Seahawks first Bucks. Oh, Seahawks Bucks is the guessing line special. The team that I'm always overvaluing. Oh yeah, against the point. team that I'm always undervaluing, and that has worked out beautifully for us. Wait to see the these numbers. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait till you hear my guess. I'm sure my okay. guess is going to be off because Seattle overvaluing them has been profitable and undervaluing T- Tampa Bay has been profitable. Seattle clinches their season win total over already with their sixth win of the season. They sweep Arizona. They win their fourth in a row. They've led at halftime in eight of their nine games this season, up 10 to seven, third quarter, first and 10 at their own 40. Geno picked by Zayvon Collins, 30 yards to the house. It's 14 to 10 Arizona. And you think for a second, maybe, maybe this is the game where they lose to an also ran like Arizona, but no. The rest of the game, Seattle, 13 plays, 75-yard touchdown drive finishing with a Smith to lock it, 9-yard touchdown pass, 17-14 to 14, Seattle. After an Arizona punt, 13 play, 81-yard touchdown drive, finishing with a Walker 1-yard run, taking almost 7 minutes off the clock, 24-14 Seattle. After Arizona matriculated the ball down the field to get it within 24-21 with 3.30 left, and all of the Cardinals' timeouts in pocket, they still had a chance to the Cardinals, but Seattle then goes 85 yards and five plays to seal it, 31-21. Arizona couldn't get a first down with what little time they had left. That's your final Smith. Geno, that is, 26 of 34 for 275, two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked twice, six carries for 38 yards. Walker, 26 for 109 and two touchdowns. The Seattle Seahawks were 10 of 15 on third downs, 421 total yards. And then there's the Bucks. This game in the first half with the Rams yesterday, the Bucks end up winning, of course. What a ridiculous 
finish. We'll get to that in a minute. But in the first half of this game, seven three and outs, 11 first downs between the Rams and the Bucks. Until the last drive, there was one touchdown, five field goals against 13 punts, 12 three and outs. Down 10 to 6, fourth and two at the Rams, 45, 401 left in the third quarter. Brady sacked by Aaron Donald six plays later, 33 yard Matt Gay field goal, 13 to 6 Rams. Down 13 to 6, Tampa Bay fourth and five at the Rams, 32, 813 left. They decide on a Ryan Suckup 50 yard field goal try, which he sinks because when you have the chance to cut a one score lead to a one score lead, you do it every time. Rams three and out. Rams had minus eight yards in the fourth quarter to this point. Tampa Bay starts at their own 41. Eight plays, matriculate down to the Rams seven. First and goal with 250 left. First down, zero chance. Godwin rush for one yard. Second down, wide open Scotty Miller in the end zone. Brady hits him perfectly. He jumps and drops it. Third down, Brady to Kate Ott in the goal line. Broken up. Fourth down, intended for Evans. Broken up. Hits Jalen Ramsey in the chest incomplete. And it looks like the Rams are going to win. But the Rams go three and out. Brady and the Bucks start at their own 40 with 44 seconds left. 28 to Otten, incomplete pass after that. 4-4 four to four net, 14 to Miller, 7 to Miller. Defensive pass interference in the end zone. Brady to Otten for one, touchdown. Bucks win at 16-13 to 13 with nine seconds left. The most ho-hum game-winning drive you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Brady 5 of 6 for 54 and a touchdown on that drive. 36 of 58 for 280, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked once in this game. Unbelievable. And I'm going to say Seattle's a three-point favorite in Munich because that's what it should be. I beat you. Three and a half are my power ratings. What's the actual? Tampa two. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. We're going to do this every week. As soon as I made it, I said, there's no way this is going to be the real number. But I was, I'm probably going to be pretty darn close to Gil. <laughs> you, even went, you even went higher than I me this time. I, you know, I, did you, the Tampa game, it was ridiculously abysmal, what even if, though they won. One of these weeks, we're going to be wrong. Doesn't yeah. make, but doesn't make our picks or our guesses wrong. We'll talk more about this on the other side. Guessing lines on a numbers game at Feaston. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's Gil Alexander, Christy Andrews. Guessing lines, Kelly Bidlin here as well. Um, oh, let's harken back, harken back, Kelly, to the previous segment. Ding, ding, ding. That's one, by the way. We still have to get to 16 <laughs> this week. I'll max, max bet the under again. Um, so here's the thing. 
first of all, do you agree with me that was the most ho-hum game-winning drop? Like, it just kind of happened in front of you. You're like, they're just going to let this happen this easily, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, why the Rams didn't protect the outside, I have no idea. I mean, that's exactly where he had to throw the ball. And they just, you know, they just kept let him, you know. Here you go, Scotty Miller. Chip. Why don't you step out of bounds? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, 10 yards out of bounds. 10 yards out of bounds. You know, I mean, come on. Well, you know, I don't know what the hell they were doing. But, I mean, Tampa, were you impressed by this great Tampa comeback? No, they're terrible. <laughs> yeah, they're horrible. So, <laughs> you know, my power raise, I'm talking strict power raise, came to three and a half. As soon as I'm writing it down, I said, boy, this is going to be worse than Gills. But I said, I'm kind of on Gills' side. <laughs> but anyway, no, scratch I'm not opening Tampa Bay 2. I'm going to open Tampa Bay 1.5. I'm going to stay below the market for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the Seahawks are just a good team. And I had them pegged as the worst team in the NFL before the season. The absolute worst. Yeah. Could I be more wrong? Well, you stand in line with everybody. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the win total was six. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I thought, boy, that looks – I couldn't bet that over, you know. But here they are, Geno Smith. And, by the way, two things I want to say. Geno Smith for comeback player of the year, I'd say no. Because comeback indicates that he was there at one time. Yeah. He was never there. He's my most improved player, maybe even MVP. The comeback player, I'd say no. This, this is what we always talk about, that award. It's so nebulous. Yeah. And the other thing I want to say about Brady – Every, nobody on TV, any of the talking heads, ESPN or any other station, mentioned his divorce. Yeah. They all talk about some domestic issue. I guarantee the word got out. If you ever want to talk to Brady again. Don't use the word. Don't use the word divorce. Don't talk anything about that because they never mention that at all. <laughs> and any of us that what have is, been through it yeah. know that has to have a huge bearing on his every thought process. Oh, there's no question. And many of us have been through it. Yes. By the way, let's just say this about Tom Brady. Over 100,000 passing yards. Moved ahead of Peyton Manning for the most game-winning drives with that yesterday. Match Manning with his 43rd career fourth quarter comeback. And by the way, this under the radar. Do you know how many passes Tom Brady has gone without a pick this year? 373 passes now wow. without a pick. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, he is accurate as hell. You know, you know who, the, who the Bucks MVP, though, is? Their punter. <laughs> Jake Camarda. Yesterday, 68-yarder, 74-yarder, 66-yarder. I mean, that's the weapon right uh, there. That's the guy right there. The yeah. uh, I, was, I was telling this yesterday to a friend. I'm like, the Brady interception thing is great, right? We always talk about, you don't want quarterbacks to turn the ball over. With how many offensive struggles they've had, it almost feels like Brady needs to be cutting it loose and be a little bit more risky with some of these. Yeah, right? it's like, you got to get something going, right? Like, yeah. I, you got to give these wide receivers a chance on the outside, especially when you got Mike Evans and stuff like that. Stuff like those guys that are that big. If the playoffs were to begin today and this just in, they don't. Tampa Bay's in the playoffs. They are your NFC South leaders. Yeah. All right, Kelly. What's uh, 1 o'clock Eastern time. Vikings at Bills. Oh, that's got to be the marquee matchup of the, of the week. Is. Vikings. Get it done in D.C. or Landover, Maryland. They lead the NFC North by four and a half games. Four and a half, six-game win streak, all by one possession margins. Mm-hmm. They trailed in the fourth quarter in four of those six. They outscored Washington 13 to nothing in the final 10:46 yesterday to win. They led 7-3. They got the ball with 37 seconds left in the second quarter at their own 25. They took them, took them only three plays to get to the uh, Washington 21. And after a delay call, because that's what the Vikings always seem to do, Cousins picked in the end zone by Danny Johnson, intended for Jefferson. We go to the locker room. Same score, 7-3. Second play from scrimmage for Washington in the second half. Taylor Heineke throws the ball into what the announcer said was a Vikings team meeting. It was such a great description. <laughs> there was five of them there. <laughs> and caught somehow by 
by Curtis Samuel, who then rolled untouched into the end zone, 51-yard touchdown. That one pass for Heineke was more yards than he had thrown for in the entire first half, 48. Yeah. Up 10-7, to seven. Washington, fourth and one at the Minnesota 38, 5-40 left, third quarter. Heineke pass intended for McLaurin, knocked away. Three and out for Minnesota. Then a 78-yard commander drive, spanning late third quarter and early fourth quarter. Heineke to Milne for six yards. It's 17-7, to seven, Washington. But then Minnesota had a drive that resulted in a field goal set up by a Cousins to Jefferson, 47-yard gain on third down. Great play by Cousins. And then up 17-10, to 10, here's the play of the game. Washington's up 17 to 10, second and 11 at the Washington 30, 809 left. Heineke picked by Harrison Smith. Terrible interception. Two plays later, Cousins to Cook for 12. We're tied at 17. Then a Washington three and out. Vikings short field. Start at their own 46. They get it to first and goal to Washington six with 235 left. And the Washington D holds Minnesota to a field goal attempt. It's good, but an unnecessary roughness penalty called on Washington's John Ridgeway for shoving the defenseless center over. So Minnesota correctly decides to take the points off the board with Washington only having one timeout left with under two minutes left. And good on Minnesota for doing this. They had no intention of scoring. And I know the first play was a Dalvin Cook rush forward, but even on that one, Dalvin Cook just sort of fell to the ground. Mm -hmm. Didn't give the Skins a chance, uh, pardon me, Washington a chance to let them score. Greg Joseph, 28-yard field goal. Vikings win it 20-17. to Cousins, 22 of 40 for 265. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked twice. Jefferson, seven catches for 115 and a touchdown. Hawkinson in his first game with the Vikes, nine for 70. And then there's Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo. Buffalo loses to the Jets. Still pouring out that 40 for Bob DeLuca. The Jets slipped on the opening kickoff, and Buffalo started from their 45-yard line, and then it Immediately, it was a 42-yard pass to Diggs. And you're like, oh, Buffalo's going to destroy this team. But two plays later, Allen was picked by Jordan Whitehead, and it was a poor 10 of things to come. Allen, 18 of 34 for 205, no touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked five times, nine carries for 86 yards and two touchdowns. Bills were up 14 to three in this game. Jets converted a fourth and one at the Buffalo 32 with two minutes left in the first half. Four plays later, Michael Carter, six-yard touchdown run, 14 to 10. Allen having himself a great first half. Had two touchdowns at the half, 13 of 22 for 163 by the break. But the Jets were down 14 to 10, fourth and two at their own 47. Punt formation, fake. Ashton Davis for two yards. Nine plays later, third and six for the Jets at the Buffalo 18 with 629 left in the third quarter. Wilson strips sacked by Vaughn Miller. A.J. Epinesa recovers. You're like, oh, Buffalo's still going to get away with this. But the second play of the ensuing drive, Allen, miserable pass picked by Sauce Gardner. Four plays later, 4.03 left in the third quarter. Wilson to James Robinson from seven yards out, and the Jets took a 17-14 lead. 17-17 game, Jets get the ball at their own four with 7.53 left. They get to the Bills' 18-yard line on eight straight running plays. Then Wilson to Denzel Mims for 12 on third and five. It's first and goal to Buffalo six with two minutes left. Bills have all their timeouts. Robinson, two-yard loss, Bills timeout. Zach Wilson, six-yard run, Bills timeout. Wilson sacked by DeMar Hamlin, Bills timeout. Zerline, 28-yard field goal, Jets go up three, but there's still 143 left, and it's Josh Allen. Come on, plenty of time, right? Second and two at the Buffalo 33. Allen sacked by Bryce Huff, 19-yard strip sack loss. Even though Buffalo recovers, it's fourth and 21. Desperation pass that goes through Gabe Davis's hands. Jets win. Jets, uh, Jets clinch their season win total over. Mm-hmm. Buffalo just three points on their final five possessions. Digs zero receptions in the second half. All that said, Buffalo's going to get some guys back on defense. So they're going to be, I'm going to say, eight and a half point favorites hosting Minnesota. Uh, you know, my power ratings come to nine. Uh, the number that's out there is a solid seven and a half. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open eight. Um, you know, Buffalo, what is, what's, 
Allen's record in one score games is pretty bad. It's like yeah. two and seven or something like it's that. terrible last year. Yeah. yeah. And here was a one score game yesterday. I was on Brent's show before the games yesterday at like nine Oh five. And I told him on there, I says, Brent, I don't know what it is, but the whole world knows that the jets are going to win this game. I mean, I yeah. went from 13 down to 10 and a half. They bet me the money line too. I did get salvaged though. Jimmy had, Tweeted this out earlier in the week. A guy bet me a three-team, fifty-thousand-dollar money line parlay: Eagles, Bills, and Chiefs. So that you know put a dent in that yeah. Jets loss a little bit. But the, the, we got beat on that game, you know. But I still think I, I'm, like I said, I did not lower Buffalo on my power ratings. I just think it was just one of those days. Yeah, you know. I'm, I'm with you. Um, let me just say a word or two about Bob DeLuca, who's a, who's crushing sports. He's the yeah. guy who had six entries. With 125 left and 123 left. And two weeks ago, he was on the show, and I said to him, Hey, Bob, you know, it's one thing when you have six entries left with 6,133 in the pool. It's an entirely different thing when you have six entries left with 125. And so I sort of was suggesting to him, you know, you might want to start the split now. Like, this is your advantage. And I don't know if we pushed him over. I don't know if I did. He ended up splitting last yeah. week. We'll have him on the show tomorrow. He'll explain to us why he did. But whatever that was, he decided to go back. We had him on again last week, and he decided to go back, Bills all in with all six. And that was the sort of shocking thing because most people are saving the Bills for Thanksgiving. And it didn't work out for him, despite our best efforts to sort sure. of push him along. I right? started that, rooting for him. I was, we love Bob. He's a great dude, right? But he, he decided on this strategy, and I guess we're going to talk to him tomorrow. I just want to say this to people because people are murdering Bob today. Mm. And I just want to say this about Survivor. If you're still in it and he's not, it's not because you're a genius and he's not. It's a minefield. Bob's strategy, if it had worked, he would have checkmated everybody on Thanksgiving. So it didn't work out. It doesn't necessarily mean it was the wrong thing to do. And I'm the one on air telling him to do it a different way, right? So both things can be true. Yes, it can make all the other competitors happy that he went all in. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, his strategy might have worked out. Let's show him some grace. Coming back, more guessing lines on the other side. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. A numbers game on. 
on VSEN, the sports betting network. Get everything VSEN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Get VSEN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl Plus. Our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. Visit VSEN.com slash subscribe to get your $99 midseason special today. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. How much uh, college basketball action you getting? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, a lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah. It is here. I, and I'm not going to say who I blame for all this because two of them are my good friends. You know, <laughs> but they've opened this Pandora's box for us. Uh, still to come on the show here, coming up in about 15 minutes, uh, Mac for standing to talk uh, political betting, election day tomorrow. Please go out and vote. Uh, he's got some thoughts on betting globally on those kinds of things. Still available here today. It's a numbers game tradition unlike any other. Apolitical, political betting. Um, and uh, tomorrow, Bob DeLuca on the show. W- one more thing about Bob before we uh, go back to guessing lines here. Because I'm curious if you guys agree with what I'm, I'm saying. And this is... I find this fascinating. If I had a dime for every time I've said this on the show. By the way, shout out to uh, Mitch and Paul who were kind enough to play uh, parts of our interview with Bob uh, last week on their show this morning on Follow the Money. Um, it, 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 it's, it's fascinating to me how people in the Twitterverse now I'm talking about, how it's, it's so easy for, for human beings to immediately bash a result of something. And then there's going to be some people who are like, no, it's not the result. I thought this beforehand. And I guess what I'm saying is you can't hold two you, you you have to be able to hold two thoughts in your head at the same time. One, yes, does him going all in with all six give life to everybody else who only had one, in some cases two, and then I think in one other case, three entries left. Yes, he was in the driver's seat. Yes, by doing that, it gives those people life. I even said that on the show last week, right? I'm like, oh man, other people are gonna be thrilled that he's taking six. At the same time, right, he was just as likely to have won doing it his way as he was to have lost doing it his way. It's a, it is, Survivor is a minefield, and he had a specific strategy he wanted to go. You can agree with it or disagree with it, but it doesn't mean that it was right or wrong, and that's the point. You know, we, I can talk about it now because we're out of it. You know, well, we, had, we had a group, and we put in you know, our eight, multiple entries. Yes. You know? But right from the beginning, Jimmy Vaccaro says we should go with one pick a week. That's what we should go with. One pick a week. That's what we should go with. He listen. If so he, Jimmy been around a little. Yeah, he's been gambling for a while. Said the same thing. And and his and it's one thing to say that in theory and to actually push the button yeah. and do it week after week after week. Well, I don't know if it would have mattered because we were out pretty quick anyway. But we did right. not listen to Jimmy. But who's to say that was the wrong strategy? But in a season where there's more volatility and there's upsets every which way, do, there's a case to be made that going all in every week is actually the smarter strategy. Now, not at this point. Again, as I made the point to Bob, I, I, I agree. Having yeah. six of six thousand is different from six to one twenty-five. But why am I able to hold that thought in my head at the same time, yet also realize that his way might have easily won? Also, you know, this business, and I'm very fortunate to work for a guy, and I've worked for other guys, and I worked for other guys who weren't like this. Yeah, who understand that this is, this is a minefield to use of your course. your quote. Yes, you know, and you want to play the results afterwards. Well, that's an easy thing to do because once the games are done, everybody has the answers. Everybody has the answers. But, but even the people who aren't playing the results, even the people who were saying beforehand, multiple things are true in life. And it just, it's just its amazing how people don't get that. It's, yeah, it, it's wild. Um, the one thing I'll say about Bob is, look, I think the one, hopefully what makes this easier to take is – 
that he did it his way, right? Yes. He went, went by your strategy, and you didn't listen That's to everybody right. else on Good the on outside you. saying you should have done it another way. By the way, the week before when I was like, Bob, you should probably split that. And then he ended up splitting three on <laughs> three on Miami and three on Dallas, and Miami was losing to Detroit. You know that meme where uh, Homer Simpson goes back yeah. into the bushes? That's how I felt. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I made him do this. All right, let's move on. What do you got? He'll be, on, right. he'll be on the show in his own words tomorrow. That's right. Sunday, 1 Eastern, Lions at Bears. All right, so the Lions get it done. They beat the Packers 15-9. Uh, Lions had fourth and one at the seven-yard line. Scoreless game, 10-55 left in the first quarter. Goff incomplete pass intended for Tom Kennedy. Just allergic to field goals. Subsequent drive, Green Bay matriculates all the way down to the Detroit Five. First and goal for Green Bay. Rodgers deflecting, uh, deflected ball off of the Lions. Derek Barnes' helmet picked by Kirby Joseph. Kirby Joseph had a game. Next pack drive, Rodgers hits Lazard for 47 yards to the Detroit One. First and goal with 122 left in the first quarter. Dylan Rush stuffed for no gain by Joseph. Second down, Rodgers miscommunication with Watkins. He throws it in the corner near no one. Third down, Dylan stuffed by Barnes. First play, second quarter, fourth and goal at the one. Rodgers looking for Bakhtiari, way underthrown, picked by Aiden Hutchinson. You know how they won't say divorce? You mm-hmm. know what else the announcers won't say? That was a horrific pass by Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers' yeah. three picks yesterday were oh. among the worst passes all weekend we'll long. We'll get to Green Bay. He, he looked awful. He was terrible, and they wouldn't slam him. Over last three seasons, by the way, Rodgers, 40 touchdowns and one pick versus division opponents inside the red zone. Here, two picks versus the worst-scoring D in football. Still a 0-0 game, 239 left in the second quarter. Fourth and three for Green Bay at the Detroit 38. The Packers go. Rodgers, incomplete pass intended for Lazard, originally called complete before Detroit challenged, overturned it. Lions go 62 yards in eight plays, culminating in a golf to Shane Zilster, one-yard touchdown pass. Packers run into the kicker on the extra point. Jamal Williams takes it in from the one after accepting the penalty. Eight to nothing, Detroit. We go to the uh, second half. Joseph makes a great play. Kirby Joseph, what a play. What a game. Makes a great play on the first Green Bay drive of the third quarter, batting down a would-be Rodgers to Samori Toure touchdown pass on third and 11 at the Detroit 44, also underthrown. Green Bay forced to punt. First and 10 of the Detroit 35. 10-20 left third quarter. Golf picked by Jair Alexander. Green Bay in business. Two plays later, second and nine at the Detroit 22. 9-23 left third quarter. Rodgers picked again by Kirby Joseph. Horrible passes. No one says a word. Apparently you're not allowed to. Teams traded touchdowns. Green Bay got a field goal to cut it to 15-9. They also missed a two-point conversion that would have tied it at eight. So it's 15-9 Detroit now. And this is the moment of the game. Detroit, fourth and three at the Green Bay 43 with 204 left. Detroit goes for it to seal the deal. Golf incomplete intended for Equinemius St. Brown. Pardon me, for, uh, for Amon Ross St. Brown. Pardon me. Green Bay gets it all the way to the Detroit 17 with 55 seconds left. All the way to the Detroit 17. They need a touchdown to win it. Touchdown an extra point. Incomplete to Lazard. Incomplete to Lazard. Incomplete to Amari Rogers. Fourth and 10. Incomplete to Watkins. Ball game. Lions win it 15 to 9. Goff, 14 of 26 for 137. Two touchdowns, one pick. He wasn't sacked. 254 total yards. That's it for the Lions. But they were plus two in turnovers. And the Bears, their fifth loss in six games. Justin Fields yesterday, 17 of 28 for 123. Three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. 15 carries for 178 yards, the most by any NFL quarterback in a regular season game. His total QBR was 95.4, the highest among any quarterback in the NFL yesterday. He's the first player since at least 1950 with at least 150 yards rushing and three touchdown passes in a game. 
Nine total touchdowns and one pick for Fields in his last three games. Four versus zero yesterday. Amazing. After that, that primetime game when we were killing the offensive coordinator, they finally got it with him. The Bears were 10 of 16 in their loss to Miami yesterday uh, on third downs. They were one of two on fourth. They had 252 yards rushing. They joined the 76 Steelers as the only teams in the Super Bowl era to run for at least 225 yards in four straight games, but it was in defeat. Only down 14 to 10 when a Trenton Gill punt, uh, punt was blocked by Jalen Phillips. Andrew Van Ginkle of the Dolphins took it 25 yards to the house. It was 21 to 10 Dolphins, 825 left in the second quarter. And really it was from there that the Bears just kept trying to chase them. Though down 21 to 17, Jason Sanders, uh, the Bears were down 21 to 17. Jason Sanders missed a chip shot 29-yard field goal in the closing seconds of the first half, so it gave the Bears life. Bears down 28 to 17, 11:32 left in the third quarter, third and five from their own 39. Field 61-yard touchdown run, two-point conversion. They're only down 28-25, 35-25. Dolphins go for it on fourth and seven, 2:06 left third quarter. They failed to convert. Ensuing drive, Chicago fourth and one at their own 44 to begin the fourth quarter. They convert. Six plays later, fields to commit for a touchdown, 35-32. But Miami up 35-32, fourth and one at the Chicago 14, 7.55 left. Tua underthrows Durham Smythe incomplete. Teams trade punts. Chicago started with the ball at their own 28 with 2.32 left. But fourth and 10 at the Chicago 42, they fail with 1.29 left. A pass intended for Equinemia St. Brown in this case. All of that said, Chicago's, I'm going to say more than a field goal favorite against Detroit. I'll say four in favor of the Bears. You know, my power ratings come to exactly two and a half, and that's what it is everywhere. Uh, Bears two and a half. I, I can see the logic of your number. I mean, because Fields, I mean, he played, I mean, you, you mentioned his QBR, 95.6 or whatever it was. I mean, he played great, and they're figuring out that this guy's legs are a huge, huge weapon, and he's a big dude. He, he, Jake Getze, their offensive coordinator, finally figured out to tailor yeah. his offense to this guy. Yeah, and I mean, even though, you know, what, what do you take Getze, out of Detroit's win? You know, uh, their defense has been horrible all year. <laughs> they hold Green Bay to single digits. Does that mean their defense woke up? So I'm not saying I like your number better, but I could see your logic, and I'm, I am going to open two and a half, but I could – I think this number is going to go to three, and I think that's probably the right side. Yeah, Luke. So I'm going to open two and a half, see what happens. But I think that number is going to go up because I was not that impressed. Well, I mean, it was Jared Goff's QBR, like 15 or something like that. Uh, Luke Getzey, not Jake Getzey. The thing about the Bears, though, is they're gutted on defense, right? No Robert Quinn, no Roquan Smith. So the Dolphins, and the Dolphins are great on offense anyway, they were able to just do anything they wanted. Yeah, I'm so, not going to go crazy over the Bears, but I think yeah. you know, 28.5, by the way, was uh, golf. You know, so I don't know. I think I'm feeling the Bears are the right side here. Betting the election tomorrow with Mac for standing on the other side. Numbers game Visa, the sports betting network. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Skill Alexander, Chrissy Andrews, Kelly Bidlin. Time to return to our regularly scheduled program, guessing lines for week 10 in the National Football League. But our pro tip from the last hour, Kelly, is this is this really our pro tip? This is our pro tip, everybody. If betting elections look to fade Herschel Walker. Some value on the dog. See what he did? D-O-G oh, this time. Man. Not D-A-W-G. D-O-G. Some value on the dog in Georgia. That's your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show. So that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com where you can sort them by sport and by show. 
Thank you to Joe Sheehan for tweeting, uh, for texting, and also listening to the uh, election coverage here. Uh, all right, we're ready to continue with the early games on Sunday. We've got a lot more to get to here in Week 10. Yeah, we do. 1 o'clock Eastern time on Sunday. Broncos at Titans. Broncos were idle, perhaps. Much of the happiness of Broncos fans, Broncos backers, three and five Broncos. The Titans lose last night to the Chiefs. But is it one of these games where we actually feel better about the Titans after a loss than we did beforehand? Casey went up nine to nothing in this game yesterday. Then a seven play, 74 yard Tennessee touchdown drive. Henry in from four out is nine to seven. And after a Casey punt, Henry for 46, excuse me, for 56, a 56-yard carry. Four plays later, he takes it in from one out, 14-9 to Tennessee. And let me just say this about Mike Vrabel, because these are the little things that go unnoticed, but they, Chris Collins were seized on it last night. Up 14-9, to Vrabel took a timeout with 10 seconds with a running clock, Casey with the ball, and Casey having a fourth down. And, he, and the reason he did that at 10 seconds was because if he had not done it, and it had gone down to a few seconds. Casey could have thrown a Hail Mary or thrown a pass and tried to get out of bounds for a field goal attempt. Totally great, nuanced coaching decision by Vrabel. Most underrated coach in the NFL. Might he be a coach of the year candidate that no one is talking about? Well, maybe. I think he's a hell of a coach. I've always liked him. Even when the Steelers draft him and wound up cutting him, I remember he goes to New England, has like this great, great career. career. Like, why did they cut him? Second half, Titans three and out. Then KC, third play of the ensuing drive. First and 10, their own 37. Mahomes to Kelsey. Tipped off of Kelsey's hand and picked by Roger McCreary. Titans pick up eight yards. Bullock, 44-yard field goal. It's 17-9, to Titans. Next drive, Harrison Butker, who had missed a crucial PAT earlier, misses a 47-yarder with 521 left in the third quarter. You're like, this is happening. Here's the, here's the next uh, sequence of the game. Tennessee punt, KC punt, Tennessee punt, KC punt, Tennessee punt. Casey, at this point, their last seven possessions had produced zero points. They're down eight. They take over with 9.54 left. 13-play, 93-yard drive, six minutes and 58 seconds, including a third and 17 conversion where Mahomes ran it for 20. Culminates in a Mahomes 14-yard touchdown run, 17-15, to 2.56 left. Two-point conversion try, offsetting penalties. Two penalties on Tennessee, one on Casey. They redo it, defensive holding. They redo it again from the one. Mahomes beats the D to the pylon. It's 17-17. to 17. Tennessee, three and out. By the way, the Titans had only one first down in the entire second half. Is that good? Casey, after the Chiefs were stuffed for no gain on third and one, 101 left, fourth and inches from their own 45. Edwards Alaire converts with a two-yard pickup, and you're like, oh, they're going to win this in regulation. But Casey doesn't pick up another yard. They're forced to punt. Tennessee concludes with another three and out. Casey gets the ball back with five seconds left at their own 40. Nothing happens, really. Though they tried. We go to overtime. Casey wins the flip. The coin flip. Mahomes to Kelsey for 18 on second and 11. To Noah Gray for 27 on third and one. Three plays later to Juju for two on fourth and one. Four plays later, they still have to settle for a Butker 28-yard field goal with 4.07 left, 20 to 17, Casey. And all the survivor players who had Kansas City, there were more than 40 of them in circa of the remaining 123. They're like, oh, my God, could this possibly have happened? Could we snatch victory from the jaws of defeat? Tennessee, four and out ball game. Malik Willis, 5 of 16 for 80. He did have eight carries for 40 yards. His total QBR was 10.6. That's the worst in football yesterday. Derrick Henry, 17 for 115 and two touchdowns. But here's the story with the Titans yesterday. Nine first downs, one of 11 on third down, 0 for 1 on fourth down. Only 229 yards. They gave up 499, and they almost won. Yeah. And here's the real crime. Derrick Henry had eight touches on 27 plays in the second half when Willis was incapable of completing a forward pass. 
Uh, Tennessee's going to be about a four and a half point favorite at home against Denver. Bingo. There well, you go. Me and you, mine power ratings come to exactly four and a half. It's three with even some three with juice on the dog. Hmm. So I'm opening a solid three. Hopefully they take it off me because I definitely like the Titans here. And I'm, by the way, I'm assuming Tannehill is going to be back. He was almost back that, yesterday. That line is assuming he's back, yes. Yeah, my four and a half is assuming he's Me back. Me too. I'm going to assume he's back. I think he was ready to play yesterday. They pulled the plug on him. But I, th- th- this team knows how to win football games. And I, we're talking about a coaching mismatch. Here's exhibit A from uh, Denver to, to Tennessee. So I I like my number. If it starts going up, I'm going up. But I'm hoping they take the three off, which they might. Kelly? One Easter Jags at Chiefs. Jags are three and six. Chiefs are six and two now. The Jags, the second biggest comeback in franchise history yesterday against the Raiders. 17-point deficit. Erased it. Won it. They ended a five-game skid. They had been 0-6 in one-score games before this. The Raiders spent the week in Bradenton, Florida, uh, because they were uh, going between New Orleans and Jacksonville. So they stayed on the East Coast. They dominated early. Third and five at the Raiders 26. 10-21 left in the first quarter. Trevor Lawrence fumbled on an exchange. Uh, with the running back, Max Crosby recovers 10 plays later. Car to Adams for 25. It was 7 to nothing. Las Vegas. By the way, that was Adams' sixth catch of the drive for 88 yards, including on a fourth and fourth at Jacksonville 42. Remember, he had one catch for three yards all the last week. Raiders scored on four of their first five possessions. They go up 17 to nothing. They lead 20 to 7 just before halftime. Devontae Adams was unstoppable. First half, nine passes, nine catches for 146 yards, two scores in the first 30 minutes. But here are the Raiders' drives in the second half, Grizzy. Punt, punt, punt. Turnover on downs. Pitchy, pitchy, (laughs) woo-woo. Adams in the second half, one catch for no yards. God bless. Trevor Lawrence in victory, 25 of 31 for 235. One touchdown, no picks. He wasn't sacked. Six carries for 53 yards. He did lose a fumble. Travis Etienne, 28 for 109, two touchdowns. The Jaguars were 9 of 15 on third down. They were up 24 to 20 with 308 left. The Jaguars were. Riley Patterson hit the right upright on a 41-yard field goal try. Gave the Raiders new life, but four and out. They had a fourth and two. The Raiders did it. Their own 39 with 230 left. Derek, Derek Carr threw it way over Hunter Renfro's head. Not way over, but high. Jacksonville added a field goal. Raiders down seven, had 103 left, but lost seven yards on four plays. Jacksonville wins it 27 to 20. Oh, my, the Raiders. And then there's Kansas City, as we talked about. They won it. Mahomes, 43 of 68 yesterday for 446. By the way, did you know the record for attempts in a game was Drew Bledsoe was 70? I didn't know that. No. I didn't either until yesterday. Mahomes, too shy of that. Kelsey, 10 for 106. Juju, 10 for 88. And as I mentioned, a 499 to 229 advantage in total yards. They did have 10 penalties for 69 yards. The Chiefs did yesterday. But what a strange game with the Chiefs where they just dominated completely in the box score. By the way, NFL research, Patrick Mahomes completed 43 passes last night while Malik Willis completed only five, as we discussed. That gap of 38 completions is the largest in the game in the Super Bowl era, breaking the previous record of 36 from the 59-0 Patriots win over the Titans in Week 6 of 2009. Wow. I remember that game. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. I, I do not. Here's the, here's the other one from NFL research. Patrick Mahomes, first player in the Super Bowl era with at least 400 yards and a touchdown passing, uh, 400 yards and a touchdown passing, and 60 yards and a touchdown rushing in the same game. That also for NFL research. And yet it was just amazing that the Titans they were life may, and death. maybe should have won this yeah. game last night. Easily. Uh, Kansas City minus 10.5 against Jacksonville. Yeah, my power ratings come to 12. 
this may be a case of the diminishing returns. Uh, it's pretty much 10 everywhere. I'm going to go with 10. Uh, by the way, I, I think a lot of credit needs to go to uh, Coach Peterson for making those adjustments at halftime because, I mean, Adams at first half looked like like two Jerry Rices, you know, I mean, yeah. and then it shut him down with one catch, I think, the second half. So Peterson obviously made some great adjustments. I think the guy's a hell of a coach myself. Well, remember the stat we threw out about Jacksonville last week, the first and third quarters, yeah. game planning and adjustments, they have the best plus minus in all of football. And then yeah. in the second and fourth, they have like the worst plus minus. Yeah, I think talent football. probably comes to show. And then we talked about, you and I mentioned it last week, Linda Cohn had mentioned it, that, uh, uh, Lawrence doesn't always come up big in big spots, but he came up big yesterday. He definitely did. Yep. But I think Peterson deserves a lot of credit. I think he's a hell of a coach. Anyway, I think 10's okay. Like I said, even though my power power ratings come higher, I think 10's fine. Double digits. It's hard to, hard to overcome. <laughs> Just look at yesterday's results. Let's squeeze one in here, Kelly, real quick. 1 o'clock Eastern, Browns at Dolphins. Browns were idle. They're 3-5. and five. Still with Jacoby Brissett, still waiting on Deshaun Watson's suspension to lift. Miami, as we mentioned, beat the Bears 35-32. to The Miami offense is spectacular. But again, the Bears without Roquan Smith, without Robert Quinn now, so they're an easy target. Miami 6-0 and when Tua starts and finishes games this season. They've won three straight by a total of 13 points entirely, though. They scored touchdowns on four of their first five drives. Two ended up 21 of 30 for 302. Three touchdowns, no picks. He was not sacked. Tyreek, seven for 143 and a touchdown. By the way, Tyreek held the most receiving yards through nine games in the Super Bowl era. 1,104 yards receiving. And then Waddle, five for 85 and a touchdown. Miami gets it done. I'm going to say Miami. I put this in no man's land between the four and the seven. I said Miami minus five and a half against Cleveland. You know, that's kind of what it opened in a lot of spots, but it's down to four everywhere. My power ratings come to three and a half. I just worry about this Miami defense. You know, Cleveland coming off a bye. I think that's probably got to help them a little bit. You know, I, I I think, you know, four, I mean, three and a half, four, you're cutting it pretty close. Uh, but I think the five and a half, you're five and a half, which is what it opened last night in a lot of places. I think that's too high. I, I think the defense for Miami, very suspect here. Yeah. Uh, I'm not racing to bet Miami. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to put down a tentative four right now, but if I see it dropping or anything, I'm going to go lower. Because, Like I said, I just don't trust this Miami defense at all. Coming off a bye, I think i got to help the Browns a little bit. Still like Seattle and Chicago the best, I think. We'll come back. whole bunch more games to get to uh, for Week 10 in the National Football League. The whole point of this, looking to extract some value. So far, this exercise has been money this year. Uh, one of the better, uh, if not the greatest guessing line season of them all, if we go back and uh, actually do the inventory on it. Coming back, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on v the sports betting network. Get everything v has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Get v Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl. Plus, our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge, why don't you? Visit v slash subscribe to get your $99 mid-season special today. That's V-S-I-N.com slash subscribe. This bit of news from the uh, Packers. The initial belief is uh, pass rusher Rashawn Gary suffered a torn ACL versus Detroit, but the player is uh, undergoing an MRI today to determine the full scope of the injury per source. If confirmed, the injury would end the season for Gary, who has six sacks this year. Team, though, still holding out hope, that per Jeremy Fowler. So we appreciate that. Ah, they don't need much help. <laughs> that thing I'm talking about with Aaron Rodgers, though, how they were – and I, I forgive me for not remembering who the announcers were, but each one of his picks was horrific. 
and they refused to put the blame. They refused mm-hmm. to, to just say, like, oh, what a terrible pass by Rodgers. Mm-hmm. It was like, what a play by Aiden Hutchinson. I was like, are you kidding me? The ball was like 10 feet short. They refused. Uh, let's see. We get tweets at beating the book. Joe Abraham, don't believe your eyes in actual results. Tampa Bay is really two points better than Seattle. Hey, Joe, at some point, we're going to be wrong about Seattle. I'm going to be wrong about Seattle. I'm going to be wrong about Tampa Bay. Maybe it's this week. But you know what? So far, it's been pristine. Absolutely pristine. Gee Weezy, yes, the bashing is ridiculous. Uh, was shaking my head reading tweets. It reminded me how gambling Twitter knows it all. Talking about uh, the backlash on Bob DeLuca. Uh, Mark Gupta, hey, Gil, can you ask Bob his hedging strategy? Did he hedge this week or previous weeks? I will absolutely ask him that. That is already on my list of things to ask him tomorrow for show. Uh, touchdown, Jesus. Uh, not at all Barry Bob and Crush Sports, but using your gambler's truth serum method, Gil, the other 100 entrants were thrilled when he used six picks on one team, regardless of the outcome. Yes, as I said, as I said on the show with him last week. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Raj Body at downtown underscore rocks. Are the Bears showing the 49ers how to use Trey Lance next season? I think Kyle Shanahan is smart enough to know that he will use him exactly that way from the outset, unlike the Bears coaching brass. And on and on with the tweets. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Yeah, we'll read some more later. Oh, somebody somebody tweeted the whole Homer Simpson go back in the bush <laughs> thing. It's exactly how I felt last week. Yeah. I was like, hey, Bob, you should really split these. And he split them, and then Miami was like touch and go. I was like, oh, no, please. Before I go on, one correction. I'm going to open the Bears three. Okay. I see money showing on them. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, even though, like I said, my power raise came to two and a half, I saw, I think this number is going to go to three for sure. So I'm going to open three. Okay. Um, and your book, we should mention your book. Yeah. Adelfusmo. Adelfusmo. And uh, just, I have a pinned tweet on my Twitter, or you can go to Amazon, just put Chris Andrews books, you know, and it'll come up. That's selling pretty well, and so far the people that have read it really like it. So I wish they'd put a review, though, on Amazon. Oh, so. let's get reviews on there. Yeah, let's get some reviews on it. And uh, what's our friend Sam? Sam Ginsburg, your true Yinzer from uh, Pittsburgh. Definitely, a, and we want to say what street he lives on. Sure. <laughs> he lives on Whiteman Street in Square Hill, which is where I lived and where Todd Wishnev lived. Uh-huh. So uh, <laughs> nice little Jewish neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, so... The one when it was all then one day and then one year, and then he had to change it because uh, my last book, which is a novel, I didn't go with the then one blank blank. It's very sweet so, of him. Very nice. Very nice. And Great he guy. He made one for Kelly, college football guessing lines as well. <laughs> I saw that. I appreciate yeah. that. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to the uh, week 10 numbers. Sun, still in the early window. Texans at Giants. By the way, how about that two games in the afternoon thing yesterday? Oh, oh come on. What are they thinking? You know, you know what they were thinking, really? I think they had the, the Rams defending Super Bowl oh, champions Rams against Tom Brady. Oh, well, everybody's going to watch that. Can't Who wants to watch anything else? Man, that was a horrible, horrible game. It is. Like, how, how pumped were you guys after the early window? And then it's like within an hour, it was like, just drop off. Ugh, boring. Terrible. What was uh, the game? Texans at Giants. Texans uh, idle. Were they idle? Or did they play on? No, they played Thursday. Pardon me. They played Thursday against the Eagles. Eagles. Got beat 29-17. to 17. Most of us were watching the World Series. Uh, Davis Mills was 13-22 of 22 for 154. Two touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked three times. Damian Pierce had himself a game, though. 27 carries for 139 yards in defeat. So they're on extra rest, and they're taking on the Giants, who were idle. Giants 6-2. and two. Houston with the worst record in football, 1-6-1. and one. I'll say the Giants by a touchdown. Giants by seven, but it can't be more than that, right? No, I see. All, I see one six and a half out there. All the rest sevens. My power ratings came to exactly seven. 
It seems like that's got to be the number. But the Giants play a lot of close games. But yeah. eh, Texans, I don't know. I think seven's okay. What's next? All right, 1 o'clock Eastern. Last game of the early window, Saints at Steelers. Saints play tonight against the Ravens. Do you have any plays on this game tonight? I got nothing. I had a whole two bets this whole week. What'd you bet? 1-0-1 is what I finished. Pushed on the Vikings, one on a money line parlay. Dolphins and why am I blanking on the second team right now? How'd you do? I don't know. One on the money line. How'd you do in millions? Millions was two and three. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, I went undefeated in in millions. Do you know what my record was? Three zero and two. That's great. <laughs> What I just cannot buy a good five and a week. This no, was on to the next quarter. Finally, what a push week this was for for lots of people. By the way, tons of money tonight on the Saints. Well, okay. Yeah. Why? And and because of the Ravens injuries, would you say? I I don't know. I'm I've I have nothing. I've not been a big Saints guy all year, no. even preseason when they were a hot side to win the Super Bowl in the division. Blah blah blah. Michael Thomas will not play the rest of the year. Is that right? That's, what, yeah. that's the word. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, you know that that's little. Heads up for tonight's game. I have nothing on tonight's game. New Orleans falls in the category of, like, teams I cannot wrap my head around. Either way. Who are they playing next week? Uh, Saints at Steelers. So the Saints will be on short week after the game tonight against the Ravens at the Steelers, who were idle. Yeah. Uh, I didn't make it three. I said Saints minus two and a half at Pittsburgh. Two and a half solid everywhere. My power ratings come to three. They're going to throw me out of Pittsburgh. (laughs) These, these are remarkable. A lot of these are remarkably yeah. easy lines to make. I'm, I'm going to go with two and a half. I guess we'll see what happens tonight because I really I, I hope the Saints don't look very good. I hope the Ravens beat them up because I, that's who I'm going to need tonight. By the way, on guessing on excuse me on a Megapod this week, we are ten and one collectively no going kidding. into tonight. Yeah, oh, with boy. our best bets. Uh, Eric Eager was our guest. Kelly, what's next? We'll do another. All right, four oh five Eastern Time. Colts at Raiders. Oh, the Colts. We haven't talked about them yet. They've lost three straight now. They've averaged 9.7 points a game during that three-game stretch. Yesterday, uh, they're trailing six to nothing to the Patriots. Matt Hack, punt blocked. Brendan Schooler lands on it. Two plays later, Jones to Stevenson. Ramondre, that is, three-yard touchdown pass. It's 13 to nothing Patriots. We'll just cut to the end. Jonathan Jones returns a pick 17 yards for a touchdown to finish the scoring and made it 26 to three. Here's the point I want to make. Sam Ellinger. First half stats, 5 of 12 for 52. He was sacked five times, and the Colts were 0 for 7 on third down in the first half. By the way, Ellinger didn't complete a pass until midway through the second quarter. Is that good? For the game, Ellinger 15 of 29 for 103. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked nine times. The old Belichick versus a rookie quarterback thing. His total QBR was better than Malik Willis's, though, 13.4. It's the fourth time this season the Colts have allowed five or more sacks. What happened to that offensive line? Injuries, I know. But really, beyond that, what happened to them? The Colts end up 0 for 14 on third down. 0 for 2 on fourth. By the way, Mac Jones in victory. He only completed eight passes in the first half himself. I mean, the Patriots really really didn't do anything. The Colts had eight first downs in this game. New England had 11. The Colts ended up with 121 total yards. The Patriots had 203. By the way, that 121 total yards for the Colts, the fewest for that franchise since 1997. They only had 43 passing yards. All of this after they fired their offensive coordinator, Marcus Brady. They're like, you, you're the problem. Get out of here. Oh, maybe you weren't the mm-hmm. problem. 
And the Raiders we talked about, they lose. They squander the 17 to nothing lead. Carr was 21 of 36 against the Jags for 259, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. Devontae ended up 10 for 146 and two touchdowns. But as I said, nine of those catches and all of those yards and all of those touchdowns were in the first half. One catch for zero in the second half. What happened? And the only silver lining, as we talked about with the Bucs, their best player is probably their punter. The Raiders' best player is Daniel Carlson. 41 straight field goals made. The regular season record is 44, 46 for the regular season in the playoffs. So he is knocking on history. By the way, 44 by Vinatieri, 46, I want to say, by, it's escaping me right now. I'll say the Raiders have to be favored, though, right? They're at home. If, if the Patriots were five-and-a-half-point favorites against the Colts, shouldn't the Raiders be the same, especially after the Patriots crushed them? So I'll say five-and-a-half. It's mostly six. I see a five and a, I see a couple five and a half. My power ratings come to five and a half, but I think I'm going to open six. Um, boy, this Colts team is just abysmal. And I'm thinking Andrew Luck looks smarter and smarter every day, rather than standing behind that offensive line, doesn't he? Does the loser of this game, does the coach of the loser of this game get fired? I think if the Colts. Uh, lose, I think there's a good chance Wright gets fired. I don't think the Raiders pull the plug this early. I don't no, think that so. Would be, that would be quite historic. If yeah, it was I, don't, I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, it looks like a Jim Irsay move that Ellinger is the quarterback. I mean, was Matt Ryan that bad? I mean, he's worse than well, Ellinger? They sh- I mean, honestly, they should be tanking for one of these quarterbacks in the draft. Now, that's a different story. Yeah, yeah they might. I, I'm, I don't know. I would think Reich's job might be safe. He might be doing exactly what the front office wants him to do. Yeah, I mean, that that's absolutely Good job, possible. Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's. I, I'm not sure how many good quarterbacks there are out there right now, but uh, they always find somebody. But, uh, I don't know. A couple of teams are going to need a quarterback. Oh, this draft is loaded. Loaded. More games to get to, a whole bunch more. Four more, including the primetime games next. Guessing lines right here at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Back on a numbers game, guessing lines for Week 10. Kill Alexander, Chrissy Andrews, Kelly Bidlin. Hey, uh, can we give some uh, some fellow VSIN members a little shout out for college basketball? Kelly, is that allowed? Hell yeah. Uh, Matt Humans with his top 50 college basketball teams on the website at VSIN.com. Check that out. Does anybody like anything more than Matt Humans loves college basketball, by the way? <laughs> I don't know. We should all Probably love not. something as much as Matt Humans loves college basketball. <laughs> oh, wait, I might have the answer to that question. Greg Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> with his Coast to Coast Hoops podcast, uh, he breaks down every game every day, including all 126 today. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. I think I can confidently say nobody likes the Maui Invitational more than Matt Humans. That's a good qualification. Good qualifier right there. He is there every year. But but when we say there's 126 games today and Greg breaks down every one of them, we ain't lying. We still need, okay. How many afternoon games do we have in the NFL? This uh, week? We got two more in the late window, which of means the afternoon. Which Cowboys means, at Packers, 4:25, and Cardinals at Rams. Which means we have how many in the afternoon this week? We have three. Three. But no. you got the game extra early in Munich too. Oh sure, sure. Cowboys Packers. Cowboys Packers. Cowboys idle. Six buys this week, so it allows us to get through some of these quick. Dallas are 6-2. and two. They'll uh, be on extra rest here with a week off. And then there's Green Bay. We talked about how they had many opportunities against the Lions. The Lions managed by interception, by turnover on downs to stop them. The Packers, that is, several times. Rodgers was terrible. 
This was the worst game you've ever seen Aaron Rodgers play. He was 23 of 43 for 291, one touchdown, three horrific picks, and uh, he was sacked once. He had a 25.0 total QBR. The only two quarterbacks with a lower QBR than him, Sam Ellinger and Malik Willis. <laughs> That's bad. And as we mentioned, the Packers minus two in turnovers. That's always a big thing. By the way, that was not a thing in the NFL yesterday. Like, turnover margin uh, just barely existed. This was the biggest turnover margin. Oh, no, there was one other game. The uh, Bengals and the uh, Panthers was a little more than that, three. Um, Dallas is going to be favored on the road. Is six too many points? Little too many. It's My power ratings come to five. And even when I was writing it down, I'm thinking, boy, five, is that all? <laughs> yeah. But I still give the, the Packers two points for a home field advantage, which is the most I give anybody anymore. That's the most. So, including the home field advantage, it comes to five. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I guess I'll open at five, but I got to tell you, gun to my head, I would play the Cowboys here. I mean, especially coming off rest. Rodgers, his body language is so bad. It just looks like he's given up. And it looks like all the players, I mean, besides not having any talent, it seems that they recognize that he's given up. And uh, this is a this is a team that's uh, in a race to the bottom right now. And the Packers have a lot of injuries yeah. every week. We just yeah, talked lost to, one of their, their best defensive players, right? Well, we talked about that with uh, with Rashawn Gary, but Dobbs had an injury yesterday. Yeah. Um, there was someone else, too, on the defensive secondary who had an injury, I believe. And could you imagine that Dallas defense against – a virtually receiverless offense. Yeah. By the way, Vrabel, this going back to the Titans game last night, they were they were somebody said to him like, I think it was Collinsworth who was relating this story, but they're like, hey, why don't you you know throw more? Who am I going to throw it to? Derrick Henry's won us a few games. Yeah. Um, the Packers are kind of in that state, and I, I could just see this Dallas defense crushing them. So what is it? What are you putting up? I'm going to put up five. Like five. I said, that's what it is. That's what my power ratings come to. Okay. But uh, I, I have a feeling this number's going up. This is one of the things we talked about on the show because we've we, Kelly has has done pretty well in millions. I've done pretty well in millions. We're not relevant to the uh, to the top of this. Long, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's not get crazy. <laughs> not anymore. But one and one of the things we attribute to having a good season in the NFL is our preseason thoughts have been largely true and none more true about the Vikings being good and the Packers stinking. Kelly's even wearing a Vikings hat on the show now. Really? Yeah, he is. He's I noticed like, the horns, yeah. No, no, no. He really put one on on Friday. Yeah, yeah, really did. We got some breaking news coming through. Oh. Something we just touched on briefly, uh, or just a few minutes ago. Frank Reich fired. Oh, wow. wow. Well. Okay. <laughs> did I do that? Wow. So I guess the front office doesn't want him around. <laughs> yeah, okay. Jim Irsay listening in. Okay. Well, um, six is the right number then. <laughs> so there it is. Frank Reich, relieved of his duties. Yeah. He becomes the second head coach this year. Do I have that right? To be relieved of his duties. Matt Rule of the Panthers being the first. And what a fall from grace uh, for Frank Reich, who, by the way, the author of the greatest comebacks, not only in pro football history, but also in college football history with the University of Maryland against Miami over there at Bird Stadium. Obviously, the one with the Bills against the Oilers in the uh, AFC playoffs so many years ago in the early 90s. But really, uh, Frank Reich, when, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, Frank Reich was given a lot of credit for that. And as he moved over to Indianapolis, he was still given a lot of credit for that. He had this love affair with, uh, with Carson Wentz. That didn't work out. That didn't work out. Seemed to have a bit of a love affair with Matt Ryan. And, Again. And now Frank Reich is no longer the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Can oh. I repeat what I often say? They all sound good on the way in. 
It don't sound so good on the way out. No. So he didn't even make it to next week. That's an interesting one. I wonder if he gets another chance somewhere. Kind of feel I, like he'll he, get an offensive coordinator job. I would. You think, think so? Yeah. yeah, I, I could, I could see him back. And, and, I, and I don't know how much this has to do with like he was, like the organization. Yes, with the quarterbacks the past few years, right? With retreading these quarterbacks, we talked about it a lot, Gilf. How how defensive he was of Matt Ryan at the beginning of the season. It yes. was like. It almost was like he was sticking out his neck out for him. And, uh, well, even when the word the came end. from up above, from the owner's box of, we're going with Ellinger, which I think everybody agrees is what happened. Remember that press conference where, you know, Reich had been defending Ryan, and then when that word came down from the owner's box, he was like, we 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 didn't give Matt Ryan a fair shake. Right. You know, we let yeah, him we down. We let him down was his word. By the way, he's right. They did let him down. Yeah, you know, that first year without Andrew Luck, they actually beefed up the offensive line pretty good, but it's gone downhill ever since then. Uh, you know, Quentin Nelson, who a lot of people think the best guard in yeah. the NFL, yeah. I mean, he, he's been hurt and he hasn't been nearly as effective. He signed that giant contract, but the, the offensive line has just been horrible. They haven't protected anybody. They protected uh, Rivers that one year and then – yeah. And Downhill John, after that. Jonathan Taylor's been hurt. They yeah. traded Naheem Hines. So, boy, what a fall. Yeah, that was uh, even Eric Eager just seeing a tweet of his. He tweeted out, when Frank Wright gets another job and catches some median luck, we'll look back on his days in Indianapolis. It's really unfortunate. Some just, median, median luck. Just he's yeah. had such bad luck there with yeah. some of these things like Absolutely. you guys just laid out. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of fault has to go to the front office. A lot of it. Colts in the full tank. Full yeah. tank mode. No, All right. Yeah. 425 Eastern Time, Cardinals at Rams. Cardinals are three and six. The Rams are three and five. Remember when this division was supposed to be good? <laughs> God bless. Run away with it, Seattle. Well, Chrissy, you've been right about Kyler Murray the whole time. Arizona, by the way, Arizona has matched their loss total from last year with six losses already. Kyler Murray yesterday in defeat against the Seahawks, a game we already talked about. 25 of 35 for 175. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked five times. Eight carries for 60 yards. And that fumble lost when we went through the Seattle game. I don't know if we uh, – have we gone through that game yet? Yeah, we, t- we touched upon it. Like, there was a moment there. I don't think I mentioned this play. They were driving, and then he fumbled, you know, and just always at the worst times. The, the Cardinals only had 15 first downs against the Seahawks. They only had 262 total yards, 12 penalties for 77 yards. Cliff Kingsbury still has a job. Yeah. And then the Rams, we, we keep bringing up this stat, which is slowly becoming the, more, the most amazing stat of the season now after the whole Matt Rule thing has come and gone with opponents, you know, any opponents scoring 17-plus points. The, the Panthers were toast under Matt Rule. But the Rams in the fourth quarter, we brought this up, I think, last week. You know what they've been outscored in the fourth quarter this year? 71-10. to 10. Mm. 10 to nothing yesterday. The Rams lose to the Bucks, a game that they had the whole way until they, they didn't. Fifth game this season for the Rams with 14 points or fewer. Oh, my God. By the way, this just in. They're the Super Bowl champions <laughs> defending. Stafford, 13 of 27 for 165. 127 of them were to Cooper Cup. Eight for 127 and a touchdown for Cup. Like I said, he's not the number one weapon. He's the only weapon. They had nine first downs in this game against the Bucks and only 206 total yards. What a stinker of a game. Arizona at the Rams, I, I can't make the Rams a three-point favorite. I'll split the difference. I'll say Rams minus one and a half. My power ratings come to two, Rams two. It's three everywhere. Jeez. I'm opening two and a half, and I, I've said it before on this show a couple times. Uh, Arizona's not 
they have zero home field advantage. They're actually a better team on the road. They should be like a negative home field. You know, so they're, this is a pretty good road team. I don't know how that works, but I'm just telling you the facts. Uh, yeah, three is hard to go to. I'm going to open at two and a half myself. And by the way, Kyler Murray had one of those fantastic runs, and I was sitting there with Vinny in the back. I said, <laughs> there he is, the best highlight reel in the NFL, no doubt about it. Can't win games, but you know, the highlight reel is fantastic. Yeah, they're just – Kingsbury, just, how's he held on to his job? I mean, come on. First of all, he was a terrible hire when they hired him. Well, remember, we I have to go find these, but like last year we did the whole thing when you go back in time, even in this Texas Tech years, yeah. how every season starts good and then it just falls off a cliff. Yeah. This one's not even starting good. Yeah. So. Yeah, he'll be looking for a job after this. Rams by a three, huh? There's a game I want no part of. All right, primetime game still to come Sunday nights and uh, Monday night, week 10 of the National Football League. Um, I think I know what the Monday night game is because it involves Washington. So we'll get to that. So far, you see a lot of value? You like that, anything? Yeah, we'll get to it. I we'll got get, two. I like we'll get the answer to those at the other side as well. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20. MGM Resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Gil Alexander, Chris the Andrews, my mishpucha, and of course, Kelly Bidlin here as well. Uh, the point of this whole exercise of guessing lines, once again, a uh, throwback, a tribute to the old Stardust show of the same ilk, trying to find value in the upcoming week's uh, NFL lines. And the the other trick about it is, usually our first instincts are great, but we have four, five, six days yeah. to just rattle around in our brain. And there have been many years where we, we have turned on those first convictions. Not this year, though. Kind of stuck with them. It's worked out nicely. I, I fortunately did turn on one because I had the Colts against New England last week when we did the show. And the more I looked at it, I said, oh, I don't know. oh I, yeah, yeah. By the end, I, I was like, Belichick against Ellinger. Yeah, I'm not sure I want to go to this one. And let me just say, we should say this because Frank Wright got fired. We were talking earlier, oh, our preseason convictions, how we got the Vikings and the Packers right. Well, we sure didn't get the Colts right. Let's put it that way. Because I had the Colts winning the division. You know who had the Colts right? Jeff Parlay had the Colts right. He didn't think they were going to be good. Good for him. Yeah. Because I thought the Titans would take a step back, losing a couple key pieces like A.J. Brown. I, I didn't see a contender in sight. So let me talk about the Titans for a second. Because yeah. I asked this sort of rhetorically earlier. Do we feel better about them after the loss yesterday than we have all year? Yes, but I, like I've brought this up a couple times with you this year. Of like You were very high on this team last year. Yes. They've lost pieces, and I still I still don't know how to feel about them. Right, last year I didn't know how to feel about them all regular season. How good were they really? Because I don't trust Ryan Tannehill in big spots. If the Titans won that game last year, we could have been staring down the barrel of them being the number one seed again. Yeah. With all this talk about the Chiefs and the Bills, it would have been the yeah. Titans in the driver's seat. 
My long way of saying of I, I still don't know how good this team is. Yeah. You know, I, like they might get into the playoffs with a good record and I'm gonna bet against them immediately. <laughs> so yeah. It's it's hard to it's but but that it speaks to Vrabel though, doesn't it? Yeah. Where it's like it, it here's does. how we're playing football. We we suck at a lot of things, but we're gonna play it this one way. And they seem to have the Chiefs number. I know they lost, but they seem to really have the Chiefs number. They've always given the Chiefs yeah. a lot of trouble. All right, let's go to Sunday night, Kelly. What do we got? Sunday night, Chargers at 49ers. Chargers, seems like a long time ago when we talked about this game, they beat the Falcons by a field goal with all that kind of goofiness at the end of that game yesterday. I still can't get over it. <laughs> what is the take one on the uh, on the Falcons just rumbling downfield? He's like, ah, I lost the ball on my own. <laughs> uh, Chargers at the Niners. Niners were idle. Herbert, by the way, in victory yesterday for the Chargers was 30 of 43 for 245, one touchdown, one pick. He was not he was not sacked. Joshua Palmer, eight catches for 106. Talk about a team that's looking for people to throw the ball to because they had no Keenan Allen, they had yeah. no Mike Williams. The Chargers were eight of 16 on third down. They were one of one on fourth. The Chargers are the third team in history to trail by 10 plus points at the end of the first quarter in four straight games. How about that? Talk about uh, coaching, coaching, preparation, Brandon Staley. They trail by 10 or more at the end of the first quarter in the last four straight games. They still won yesterday. By the way, the only other two teams, 62-63 AFL Broncos and the 88 Buccaneers. And then San Francisco uh, was on a bye. San Francisco by six, I'll say here. San Francisco's so much better than the Chargers. They are so much better. I'm not sure about them covering big numbers. I'm looking. Yeah. They did beat the Rams pretty good. Some of their wins, but, I mean, boy, their wins, you have to go back to week two to give me, like, a real impressive win, and that was over the Seahawks. Uh, My numbers came to five, you know, and, and again, I'm thinking that's probably a little light. And it is because it's seven like a blanket everywhere. Ooh, really? It's ticked up there, yeah. yeah wow. I think I'm going to open it seven because we don't juice numbers, and you know it's a Sunday night game, and we're going to get. And so I got a long way to go. I thought to I make gonna... a decision, but I think that number's a little too high. I, I you know, I think. Me too. One thing we've talked about in the past: what's the next number? Is it seven and a half? Is it six and a half? I mean, to me, it's got to be six and a half. Six and a half. So I'm going to open seven and see where it goes from there. But I, I kind of like the Chargers here. I think they keep it close. I said the Niners wins, the impressive wins were against some bad teams. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't love it with all the wide receiver injuries the Chargers yeah. got going on, but you're telling me you're gonna give me seven points with Justin Herbert against against the 49ers team, you're right, which I don't think they don't cover big numbers often. Yeah, and they it's, they want to run the ball, pass. they're gonna play defense. You know, they're gonna win a lot of games. And they they might be the <laughs> second best team in the NFC. I think right now yeah. they probably are, maybe the Cowboys. But I think right now that that looks like a big, big number to me. And Justin Herbert, when he needed that one pass late after the goofy, crazy fumble thing, and that was like a laser whew, right in there. He's, yeah. A, yeah. He's an amazing, amazing athlete. Yeah, you look at the uh, you look at the Niners' schedule. The only really good team they've beaten is the Seahawks. Right? That was week two. That was week two. So they've beaten the Rams, the Panthers, and the Rams again. Those are yeah. the four wins and their four losses. Bears opening day. Yeah. Broncos. Good God, remember that. Um, Chiefs, Falcons, Chiefs and Falcons. Yeah, you're right. When you look at it that way, yeah, I, you know, I had trouble getting the seven with that game. I thought, I thought my guess of six was going to be high. Apparently not. Monday night, Kelly. Monday night, we have Commanders at the Eagles. Oh, uh, the Commanders. Boy, if Washington wins that game yesterday, 
they're five and four, and you're like, are you kidding me with Taylor Heineke doing this? And I love Taylor Heineke. But, you know, like for all my love of Taylor Heineke and for all the Washington fan base's love of him, he's got limitations. Oh, yeah. And yesterday it really came out. Just a horrible pick. He doesn't have a strong arm. He can't heave it downfield. But, man, if they had won that, it would have just been Heineke mania. They lose. They squander the 17-7 to lead against the Vikings. They lose, as we talked about, 20-17. to Washington has scored 17 points or fewer in six of its last seven games. Heineke in the first half, I mentioned this, 6 of 14 for 48 yards. And Washington only had 96 total yards at the half. And remember that first pass that he threw to Curtis Samuels into the Vikings team meeting was more yards on that one pass than he had in the whole first half. I hadn't heard that description, but that's, that's perfect. Great. I think there was five guys there, seriously. <laughs> that was the touchdown you're talking yes, about, right? Touchdown. So the one where the ref went yeah, right the ref over. Yeah, yeah. I, there was defensive pass interference on the referee that wasn't called. Curtis Samuel caught it. All the Vikings are like, I can't believe he caught it. He just rolled in the end zone. <laughs> uh, Heineke ended up 15 of 28 for 149. Two touchdowns, one brutal pick, game-changing, and then three sacks. 263 total yards for Washington. After Minnesota scored on the opening drive of the game, here was the, here was the rest of the first half. Washington punt, Minnesota punt, Washington punt, Minnesota punt, Washington punt, Minnesota punt, Washington punt, Minnesota punt, Washington field goal, Minnesota picked in the half. That was the first half of football. Who are they playing? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts on extra rest. They played Thursday night against Houston. Hurts was 21 of 27 for 243. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked four times in a pretty... I want to call it like a kind of nonchalant win for the Eagles. The Eagles were certainly not at their best in a short week, a short turnaround in an away game, but they did enough to beat the Texans. So I have Philadelphia by 13. Oh, you're a little high. My power rings come to 12. It's 11 pretty much ever. I even see a 10 and a half. But you go back to that Philly game against Houston. I mean, that's a perfect example. You can have no chance to win an NFL game and still cover double digits. It's just the way the NFL is. Yep. Exact opposite in college. But in the NFL, that's why I keep saying diminishing returns. This is a diminishing returns number for me. Like I said, I made it 12, but I saw 11. I'm fine with the 11. I mean, you know, it's – I mean, look at last night. You know, Kansas City, you know, double-digit favorite. A lot of money on Kansas City too, by the way. Buffalo, I mean, everybody had the Jets, but still two double-digit favorites, two best teams arguably in the NFL, couldn't cover double digits. And, and Philly, go back to, to Thursday night's game, the third best team in the NFL couldn't cover double digits. So I think 11's fine. Your pro tip of the hour. Interesting game in Munich this weekend between the uh, Buccaneers and the Seahawks. Have books and betters properly adjusted to both of those teams, the Bucks and the Seahawks this year. We've certainly exploited it. Um, could be value once again on Seattle this week. We'll see. We'll go back to the well one more time with it, and we'll see if we get away with it one more time. That's your pro tip for the hour. Uh, see if the books have adjusted properly. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. By the way, as we go out, Survivor this week, just going through all of these? Good God. Eagles and Giants. I think I would take the Giants this week. Yeah, that's a bet for me Save the already Eagles. this week. I laid six and a half yesterday with the Giants. Um, and the, then Cowboys, Dolphins, Moneyline Parlay were my two. Those are my two opening uh, bets. Bears and Seahawks for me. That's what I like the best here. You? Seahawks, Falcons, Chargers. Falcons. Oh, you like Thursday night. Thursday night. Not Seattle a numbers play situation. Definitely be there. You know, 
Carolina's in so much turmoil. I mean, come on. What a league. Hope you did well this weekend. Good luck tonight if you're betting it. Good luck next week. We'll talk to you tomorrow. The Lombardi line is next. Enjoy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Bob DeLuca tomorrow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.